You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. So now let's examine what exactly happened in the battle. When Abu Jah saw that Utbah, Shayba, and Walid got killed, he mobilized the army. He says these three, you know, they were foolish people because he had rivalry between them and there was anim- <coughs> animosity. Remember when Utbah, he grabbed Abu Jahl, we talked about that last week. So he said, forget about them. They died, fine, let's go and fight. So he said, let's start with the Ansar, kill them like sheep, and then let's get the Meccans from Quraysh, the Muslims, let's take them back to Mecca and force them to the path of shirk. Now what happened is a general attack came on the Muslims. The Prophet ordered that the Muslims should refrain from attacking. The Prophet says, wait, and you should prevent the advance of the enemy. We'll talk about the tactic that the Prophet used. So they made a general attack, but the Muslims were more on the defensive. Then the Prophet mobilized his army. He told them, fight, for I swear by Allah, any one of you who dies today is a shaheed. You'll go to paradise. What do you have to lose? Umayr ibn al-Hamam, he came from Bani Salama, one of the companions of the Prophet. He says, I was eating dates. I heard the Prophet state that I swear by God, if you get killed now, you go to paradise. He says, I threw the date. And I said, between me and paradise is just these people killing me. He went ferociously into the battle, into the battle, he got killed and he became a shaheed. And this is one of the early shaheeds of the Muslims. You could see the iman that they had when the Prophet was encouraging them. Ibn Abbas narrates, he says one of the applications of this verse in the Quran in which Allah says, وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى and you did not strike when you struck, but Allah is the one who actually struck. There's a verse in, about that in the Quran. Ibn Abbas says, one meaning of this verse is that at the day of Badr, I saw Rasulullah He took a handful of dust or rocks and he threw it at the mushrikeen. He says, I swear by God, I saw pieces of those rocks and that sand and that dust flying and coming into the eyes of the mushrikeen and even into their mouths. He says, when the Prophet did that, I saw them getting so weakened and that's what gave us victory. And this blow of the Prophet was supported by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, brother. When he left his house in Mecca, if you remember when they gathered to assassinate, he took a handful and he threw it in their faces. And he read the verse, وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدًّا You remember that? So that blinded them and that's how he escaped, yes. So the Prophet ﷺ, he threw that in their faces and that really like disoriented them. And this helped the Muslims achieve victory. Remember, their numbers were, were triple the Muslims. Muslims were 313, the pagans were almost a thousand. Muslims had one or two horses, they had how many? A hundred. Muslims had 70 camels, how many camels did they have? 700, all odds were against them. But through these 
blessings that Allah gave to the Prophet and the Muslims, they achieved victory. By the way, what's funny and interesting, at the battle of Jamal, Aisha tried to do the same thing with Imam Ali. She took a handful of dust and she threw it at Imam Ali السلام, and uh, the, the Muslims and she said, Shahat al You know, may God, uh, you know, give uh, defeat to these faces basically. May God change these faces and may they be defeated. And she was trying to like remember, remind the Muslims of the day of Bad in order to use that as a tactic to mobilize her army. The Imam السلام, looked at her and you know what he read? Which verse he read? The Imam السلام, he alluded to this verse which Ibn Abbas said was revealed in honor of the Prophet You did not strike but Allah struck. Imam Ali السلام, looked at her, he told her وَمَا رَمَيْتِ إِذْ رَمَيْتِ وَلَكِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ رَمَى وَلَا يَعُودُنَّ وَبَالُكِ عَلَيْكِ إِنْشَاءَ The Imam says, you did not strike Aisha, Shaytan is the one who struck with you and this will be turned against you. Historians say when Aisha did that, the equation of the battle tipped in favor of Imam Ali and that was the start of her defeat and subhanAllah she, you know, sustained a very heavy defeat on that day and Allah gave victory to the army of Imam Ali So unfortunately you know you find her doing something like that in history. So the Prophet did that, that really worked to the advantage of Muslims but something more profound happened. We have a hadith that states when they stood and the war broke out, Iblis came in the form of a man by the name of Suraqa ibn Malik. He was one of the nobles of the tribe of Kanana. He was from a mushrik tribe. Iblis, Satan came in the form of this man and he told the mushriks, he told them, I am making a pact right now with you. I am going to support you against Muhammad and you have the support of my entire tribe. That uplifted the pagans, wow! We have now Suraka with us? He told them, just give me your banner. So they gave him the banner, basically he started leading the war. And when Iblis did that, that really uplifted the pagans that now they have new support, he encouraged them and the battle was really intensifying. At that point, the Prophet when he sees that the battle is intensifying and the mushrikeen got new energy, he prays to Allah. He makes the same prayer, he says, Oh Allah, if these Muslims are killed today, you will not be worshipped. Oh Allah, send your victory. Those who attended the battle, they bear witness that when that happened, we heard noises coming from the sky, from the heavens, and even some of them they claimed they saw the horse of Jibra'il. We saw the noises of fighting warfare above us and 1,000 angels were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They entered the battle and something flipped in the battle. Suddenly the Muslims saw the pagans falling to the ground left and right. This is by the way mentioned in the Quran. Allah mentions in the Quran that you were in a state of misery Muslims begging Allah for help. 
when Allah decided to dispatch 1,000 angels to come to your rescue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that in the Holy Quran. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, إِذْ يُوحِي رَبُّكَ إِلَى الْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي مَعَكُمْ فَثَبِّتُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا سَأُلْقِي فِي قُلُوبِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا الرُّعْبِ Allah revealed to the angels, go and support the believers at the battle of Badr. Question, scholars discuss this. Did the angels participate in the battle? Or they just were there to give new energy to the Muslims and to show them that we're with you, to uplift them and lift their morality. Scholars have two opinions. Some scholars believe the angels, they did not directly fight in the battle. But their presence made the Muslims believe that victory was within their reach. So it was like more of an encouragement to the Muslims. Other scholars believe no. The verse might be indicating that they actually participated in the battle. Look at this verse. Allah reveals to the angels. I'm with you. Therefore, go to those believers and keep them fixed. Give them support. I will cast fear in the hearts of the disbelievers. Then look at this phrase. Then strike them on their necks. This command in the Quran, strike them on their necks. Is this a command to the angels or to the combatants in the battlefield. The verse is vague, right? It doesn't say. Initially, the verse was talking about the angels. So some scholars believe this was a command to the angels. Allah told the angels, go and strike their necks. And actually the angels participated in the battle. They started shooting them with arrows and killing them. And that's why that massive army of 1000 crumbled because of the participation of angels. Some Scholars of the Quran, they say no, that's a command to the believers that the angels are with you. So don't back off, go and fight and kill your enemy. So there's a discussion among scholars on whether the angels actually participated in the battle or they just were present there to encourage the Muslims. But in any case, 3,000 angels came and they, uh, part, you know, they, they gave support to the Muslims. The first batch of angels came with Jibra'in. He came with 1,000 angels to give a victory to the Muslims. So we find that when this happened, when the angels came, you know what Iblis did? He took the banner, he cast it on the ground. Remember, he was in the figure of Suraqa, that man, that pagan man. He took the banner, he threw it on the ground and he started running away. The pagans told him, shame on you, you Suraqa. Now remember, they don't know this was Satan at that point. They told him, shame on you, you came and you gave us support and encouragement. Now you're fleeing the battlefield, shame on, shame on you. He told them, I swear you don't see what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Jibra'il about to shoot me and kill me, so I have to run from this battlefield. Had Satan stayed there, Jibra'il would have shot him. So he had to leave. Later, Suraqa ibn Malik heard that the pagans were slandering him. Remember, Suraqa was his in village. He had nothing to do with bed. Satan came in his form. By the way, just like 
Jibra'il would come in the form of Jahya al-Kalbi sometimes, one of the companions of the Prophet. Shaytan sometimes would choose a, a human figure form and he would come in the, in the figure of that human. Suraqa heard that the pagans are accusing him of being a coward and that he left the battlefield. He told them, what are you talking about? I have nothing to do with bed. I didn't even come to bed. They said, no, we saw you. You're the one who mobilized us first. Then you chickened out. He said, no, 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 I wasn't there. And his tribe, they said, the guy was here. He, was, he never came to Badr. So the mushrikeen, they had heard some things from the Muslims that Jibra'il, you know, chased Satan out of the uh, valley of Bad. They're like, now we're certain that was Iblis, Satan, who was with us in the battle. And he basically betrayed us. So we do have hadiths in Shia and Sunni sources that makes references to this. Yes. Allah showed the miracle after miracle after miracle and the Quran says this, if Allah turns this world to paradise, they still would disbelieve. Ego, ego, they don't want to believe in the Prophet. You think the Prophet didn't show them signs? He showed them hundreds of signs. Hundreds of signs. Did you forget the splitting of the moon? You want something bigger than that? We talked about that last year. The Prophet did many miracles, but they kept challenging him. No, this is sorcery. This is magic. This is that. This is this. You're crazy. You're insane. You're a... Every day they came up with an excuse. So even if they knew that shaitan was with them, that didn't deter them. They're like, we're on the path of our fathers and grandfathers idol worshipping. We're not going to change this religion of ours. They were very stubborn and that's why the Qur'an really, really attacks them because of that stubbornness. They knew, they knew very well where the truth was. So yes. Didn't we say that after the Prophet was born that shaitan didn't take human form? Or was that something, because we true. did mention something about the last When the Prophet, if you remember, when the Prophet received the Qur'an and he was coming back from Ta'if, Allah revealed Surah Al-Jinn. It was at that point that Allah stopped the jinn, blocked them from mingling around the angels and taking sensitive news from them because they would give it to soothsayers and they would mislead the people. At that point Allah blocked them from that. But no, we do have evidence that after the Prophet, Shaitan would sometimes come in human form. And without going into too much details, it also happened after the passing of the Prophet. You know, to support some people who came to power, shaitan came in human form and gave allegiance. The Imams of Ahlul Bayt have clearly mentioned this, without going into too much detail. <laughs>